A grieving widower wants to go to his honeymoon and be an assassin. (laughs) Somebody write this. Welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea, and then we brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today is a former guest. Welcome back, Josh Garcia-Cotter. It's me. It's me. It's JGC. (laughs) We've got a catchphrase for you. (laughs) I I would just like to be very clear that, yes, I did do the Diamond Dallas page while I stole his intro. Because think, wrestling is life. I wondered if that was a wrestling one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So as you as you listeners may remember, Josh last joined us on our very wrestling heavy episode, the one featuring uh, Jabba the Hutt and Andre the Giant and Samuel Beckett all so wrestling together in New York City. <laughs> so it was quite an adventurous one. We'll see where this one goes. Hey, somebody write this, listeners. This is Hannah here. So normally, you know, this would be the point in the show where we would hear our short interview with our guest. Well, we ended up having this really interesting conversation about separating the art from the artist, which is can be a really heavy topic, can bring up a lot of difficult concepts and topics, and people have really strong opinions on it. And we had the conversation and realized that it was going to be impossible to distill it down to a five-minute clip that would be useful. So what we've actually done is we've taken the whole conversation and we're making it available for our viewers, our subscribers on Patreon. So if you want to hear this, you can be a subscriber on Patreon for as little as $2. And while usually the $2 tier doesn't get the additional episodes, in this case, we're going to make that available to the $2 tier as well. So if you'd like to go uh, check out patreon.com slash somebody write this, we'll have our full conversation with Josh about separating the art from the artist and whether that's something you should do. And if so, how and (laughs) what does that look like? So if you're interested in that, please feel free to go over and subscribe and check that out. And in the meantime, we'll go on with the rest of our show. So with that uh, weighty conversation uh, behind us, let's let's look a little bit at our cleansing breath. Yeah, cleansing (laughs) breath (gasps) and move on to to our 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 story, to our plot, which is very simply a grieving widower wants to go on his honeymoon and be an assassin, which in this one sentence, there's so much going on. Little correction there. You just said wants to go on his honeymoon. The wants to go to his honeymoon. To his honeymoon. And does that make a difference? Okay. Depends. Which happens first? His honeymoon is booked or he knows where the job is and is booking the honeymoon around the job. See, and I was wondering, the way it says go to his honeymoon, does that mean he's getting remarried? Or does that mean he's going to where he went on his honeymoon with his wife that he's now grieving for? To go to his oh, honeymoon. Oh, God, yeah. There's a lot of statements here that just contradict each other. There are. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the way that I kind of hear it is, because yeah, go to his honeymoon kind of feels to me like he's going to the place where his honeymoon is, but not as part of a package. Hold, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Is this weekend at Bernie's? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I I don't think so. <laughs> I was, Are you I was sure though? <laughs> no. The way it reads, that actually for the musical theater among us, lucky stiff, but it's weekend at Bernie's for the populace at large. <laughs> it's the only way I can make it make sense. So so here's okay, my thought for our listeners who aren't familiar. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the basic premise of weekend at Bernie's, <laughs> which we're referring to, is. <laughs> 
fun story. I actually have never seen the film. <laughs> T- TLDR, a bunch Same. of guys have a friend who dies, and the friend in his will is basically like, I want one more weekend with the boys. And they make it happen. They dress him up and... <laughs> I'm the same. I have not seen the movie. All I know is the is the meme jokes about it. And it involves dressing up dead bodies as if they are alive and bringing them around to places. So my, my alternate suggestion, and we can decide which we want to go, is is that the the honeymoon was that he booked like a full like honeymoon cruise or honeymoon package or something. And then possibly for actually after he was he was married, like maybe they got married, they planned a honeymoon for later in the year when they could actually, you know, or, or they planned a honeymoon like two years later when they could afford it. And uh-huh. then she dies. And then he gives the package Ooh. officially away to somebody else and is like, I don't want to go on this. But then he gets to be an assassin, I guess. And goes and goes to the same honeymoon, but not as part of the honeymoon, not on oh. the honeymoon. He just goes there. Oh, oh, I like this idea. Okay, what if, I'm what if, what if? Sh- he's yes. a grieving widower and he gives away his honeymoon to the person he thinks is responsible for his wife's death. Okay, <gasps> so, so here's the thing. Right? Was he an assassin while this person was still alive? He wants to be an assassin, so I kind of feel like no. No, no so... Here's the thing. What are you thinking? Is it is the want to only apply to his honeymoon, or does it apply to both his honeymoon and be an assassin? Hello, think, welcome to Grammar the Debate I think, Show. Dramatically, I think it has to apply to both of them, because otherwise it's a grieving widower, be an assassin. Right, there's there's not the rest of that verb there without wants to go. I mean, I guess it makes sense if he's giving it to that person, but that feels like revenge, not I am an assassin, I have a job now. Well, that's 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 my other that's my other feeling about it is because I I want to go be an assassin. It, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's his job. It sounds like I want to go kill this guy. You know, like because he wants to go. Okay. Was his oh oh was his wife an assassin and he didn't know it <laughs> and she booked this honeymoon package specifically because she had a target. A, <laughs> I'm all in. B, in my head, this is a gender-swapped sequel to Gross Point Blank, just because we're really nailing old movies. Yes. Old being mid-90s. 90s. It's 2022, everyone. Have fun. It is. It is. This is... I like how we've literally had to spend five minutes on the grammatical construction of our prompt. (laughs) Well, it happens all the time. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that he's a widower. Mm-hmm. Means that they they are we assuming are we assuming that very technically that they were like when did she die when when is the timeline if they got married she died honeymoon happened okay or I guess I it could it could be I we're saying he and she but it could be that his husband died and was an assassin as well sure true what what if this is crazy and what if this story <laughs> is not from the point of view of this widower okay interesting. But it's like, it's from the point of view of the target. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. And he like he is introduced to this person building off of what Jen said about he the target gets the honeymoon from the assassin. Yeah. Right. And then he know or the person who the- receives the honeymoon knows this person as a grieving widower. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, what are you doing about here? The assassin. <laughs> 
And then we get to, in the third act, make a choice about, are they actually a grieving widower? Did they just start being an assassin? Like, we get to peel back this grieving widower oh, character. interesting. Very interesting. From the outside. Yes. I like it. That's really interesting. Ooh. So I guess, so the target, yeah, the target gets the assassin, gets the, the thing from there. So we don't even know necessarily how much, we, until the very end, how much the grieving widower knows, how much he doesn't. Yeah. The, does the target know that they are that they were a target? Do they do they know they were a target and then think they're safe because the the woman is gone? Oh. I mean, I feel like I feel like we have the ability to have like m- multiple levels of reveal. The uh-huh. the uh-huh. one we just get basically the grieving widower. Mm-hmm. Then we get the oh that person might be an assassin, and then we can also have the. Does the did the target know the the widow or yeah. I'm sorry the other half of that couple the dead half the dead half <laughs> why this assassin wants them dead etc also because it's honeymoon and for some reason I've decided it in my head that this is on a cruise because die hard on a boat sounds amazing right <laughs> <now>. yeah <laughs> so so hold on <laughs> so. So because I like this lo- multiple layers of reveal. So can it be, again, one step further, can it be not from the perspective of the target, but from the target's partner who they took on the honeymoon, who has no Ooh, idea about any of this. that's even so better. We, so then we have zero idea that the, you know, we don't know if the target knew about this. We don't know if the target was involved in something. It's just this, this you know, this person who's on a honeymoon cruise with their partner and things start getting weird. Yes. I like it. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I like, I don't know. Who's gonna make this movie so we can watch it? Christopher uh, well, Nolan, we're looking at you. <laughs> well, it's it's making like it's it's giving me a little bit of like um oh, what's the movie? There are two movie titles that I always mix up and they're very different. True Lies, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis, where he's an assassin and the, or or some kind of something like that. And then, mm. like, she becomes one as well, but neither one of them knows that the other one is, and they're both they're both like after <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's it's got that kind of like fun couple crime fighting together, but not knowing right. it vibe, Rom- romantic buddy comedy adventure, yeah, and it, it which is on a cruise. <laughs> What's the other one that you get mixed up? Just so, curious for for thorough so mistake. It, it's true romance. They both begin with true. They're both released ah. in the, in the, within a couple years of each other. So I have to think which one is the Christian Slater, Bonnie and Clyde, and which one is <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, fun couple fighting. <laughs> okay. So when you said movie, I in my head went, is she going to say whole nine yards? <laughs> no, no. But that is another, another vibe. Yeah. Sort of assassin comedy. <laughs> so what I realized well, is, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jenny. I Because as soon as you said assassin comedy, I just thought of The Man Who Knew Too Little. Mm. Which I have not seen. Which, oh, you should. Which is uh, fine. <laughs> right, right. Because there you have somebody who, somebody is trying to kill, and the target is just completely clueless. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that could be, I think that could be really, I really like the, sort of the layers unpeeling, and you could even have, like, almost like genre switches throughout. <laughs> like you go from yes. like this light, this light breezy rom-com to like 
a, a family drama or a relationship drama where she like learns things about her her partner that she didn't know and then right. becomes and then this you get crime great, thing. The and then you get that great scene where their lives are in danger, but they're like having this lover spat. <laughs> the genre switches are indicated by the decor and overall aesthetic of what ballroom on the ship they're in. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I am going to pause this for a second because it seems like we're on a roll, so I want to, before we maybe go too far, get us a title. Yes, yes. So our title- This could be a disaster. <laughs> our title is, uh, is not necessarily a disaster. It's kind of open-ended that I think we okay. can do something with. Our title is Certainly, sir. <laughs> Which okay. So, so is it from the point of view of one of the servers on the boat? Right, so that's what I was thinking. Here's where I'm at, and I'm going to reference something that I have not watched because okay. apparently that's what we're doing today. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the way that the wire was structured? The the show? Yeah. No. Nope. It is, and you don't really realize they're all interconnected until later on in the season, but it's from a bunch of people's point of view in this one setting where the setting is the city of Baltimore. So one setting is a bit of a misnomer. Mm -hmm. And then you realize it's all intertwined as you get further in. Okay. Uh-huh. So what I think this might end up being is we were originally saying, oh, it's from the point of view of the widower. No, it's the point of view of his <laughs> target. No, it's the point of view of the target's partner. Uh-huh. No, it's We're from going the point chapters. of view of the server. Yeah, chapters yes. and genres. Correct. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And it absolutely could be still, like, focusing on each one of these. And, and I like the idea of at least one of them, possibly all of them, but may at least one of them being somebody who's working with them on the on the ship. Like, the, yeah. you know, maybe it's, uh, but well, like, maybe, I, it's, maybe it's the one who works with them specifically. Like, maybe it's, yeah, maybe the... For the target's partner, it's like the the onboard masseuse, and she goes every day or something, <laughs> and, and well, it's like, oh, hold on. Because I was thinking, because the other thing, if you say assassin as opposed to just like murderer or whatever, like this this target could have like money and connections, mm -hmm. you know, possibly could be bringing their own people on board, even right. So like maybe they're valet or something. Yeah, they're their personal assistant. There, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Hello, okay, everyone. Josh we're, we're, we're going to go insane now. Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> Get ready to rumble! <laughs> Boxing, but I'll count it. Okay. <laughs> I tried, I tried. There's oh, a ring. Oh, hello, welcome to the pedantic <laughs> wrestling fans. Um, <laughs> each chapter uh -huh. is a different person. Okay. And yeah. the implication at the end of that chapter is that that person and that point of view is killed by <gasps> the assassin because they Ooh. have learned a element. Oh my they, gosh. They have put, put together a new element so that as you go through, you can start realizing that people are talking about the narrator of chapter two is dead. Oh. And you're only kind of figuring out, oh, so that's and we who don't that know person who, was. And we don't know who the assassin is until the end. Right. <laughs> This is I I, oh, I kind of I kind of like this. We're, we're leaning into almost like um no, almost like slasher territory, which is fun. Also, I, I need to make this exceedingly clear. Uh -huh. uh, assuming that this is a film, as someone who puts comedy and everything probably to his detriment, <laughs> I don't necessarily know if this is a comedy. 
Yeah, I'm not it's, sure it is either. Except it was, but I'm not sure if it is. One gag. There is <laughs> okay. only one gag in this. And it right. is the always sunny in Philadelphia meme, where at some point someone just needs to open a door to the board with the string. Oh, with a conspiracy of, theory. And just a per a man screaming unintelligibly about the things he's figured out <laughs> i was wondering i was wondering if it could be like play like like almost dead serious and then there's just there's one chapter <laughs> where for whatever reason it is and maybe it's because of the point of view of the character maybe it's because i don't know but for whatever reason that one that one is silly and that one is all of a sudden comedic and it throws everything off and maybe that character is like the only one alive at the end or something <laughs> but I don't know, like I could see being like taking like one moment to just do something like completely off the wall and then coming back and just to throw our just to throw people off a little bit from knowing exactly what tone we're trying to go for here. <laughs> just when you think you know all the answers, I change the questions. <laughs> I, mean, I say that, but I am kind of a fan of that like <laughs> tonal whiplash. I was just having a conversation about this this morning <laughs> that I like when it kind of when it it jumps around and I'm not sure what I'm sp- whether I'm supposed to be laughing or crying or scared. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I think <laughs> this is interesting. But, uh, so yeah. And, and okay. And, and certainly sir is our, is our title. I love it. So I, I, I do feel like most of the people who are telling the story do have to be people who are working on the boat because that has, I, I, it makes me think of the the title to um, that old, uh, that old British show. Yes. Prime minister or yes. Minister. But there were two of them. Mm. And it was about uh, the Prime Minister of England. I've been rewatching it, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, and every episode ends with him, you know, fighting to get his way in, poli- in, in in whatever political thing they're involved in. And every episode ends with them saying, "Yes, Prime Minister." And so I'm kind of feeling like that vibe. We're like, "Certainly, Sir" is like the the we follow the <laughs> certainly sirs along the line. Oh, somehow. I like that. I, I like that better than my idea. Roll it. Because I think that could be really interesting. Yeah, because that makes it comedy, but it makes it very dry comedy, which I always appreciate. Yeah, and I think, and it it would be, it would be interesting to, yeah, jump from person to person working around the, and I think it means that all three of these, Target, Target's partner, and uh, Grieving Widower, I think they're all men. So they can all be addressed with sir. Yes. Yes, I like it. Ooh. But we could also have a reveal of someone is cross-dressing, because that also, actually, that would make it even more confusing to track, <laughs> which I like, because then some characters would know that person, that character, as male-presenting, others as female-presenting. Maybe. And then suddenly, this boat is going to be real, real weird. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, it makes, me th- I, it makes me think back as well to our, uh, I was just remembering our we've done other cruise ship ones right <laughs> other yeah, cruise ship the one where the lady falls asleep in the walmart and wakes up on a cruise ship yep, yep. <laughs> that we're yep. like plants are taking over yes <laughs> <laughs> so like this uh, we have like this this world of like cruise ship horror <laughs> <laughs> yes oh this if, is so much fun if i was a horrible person who shoehorned his own interests into everything <laughs> And one of them is a wrestler. Uh, I would say that this is on one of the several wrestling cruises available to the there public. Are wrestling cruises. Oh, a yes. themed cruise would be amazing, though. Yes, like even, whether it was wrestling themed or whether it was like a Disney cruise. 
Okay, actually, <laughs> no, no. There is the. I I actually know what it should be. I'm okay, sorry. What, are, what is it? What okay. is it? Go go. I don't. I'm in my early 30s now, and like any good millennial, I went through my emo phase, and when (laughs) I say went through, I mean currently still in. (laughs) There is a YouTube channel called Emo's Not Dead, which I all recommend you go to. Hmm. It's delightful. (laughs) It is the shot of adrenaline and joy you need in your day. Nice. But they are doing a cruise this year. <gasps> of basically a bunch of bands that you remember from the year 2003. Oh. <laughs> and for some reason in my head these were all older people. But yeah. to have this happening and then like Yellow Card is playing in the background. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love this so much. Oh, and if this is a book, you could like insert lyrics into the, the conversation as the Easter chapter egg. titles are all absolutely chap- songs, songs oh yes yes there will be a chapter called this is more than i bargained for yeah absolutely <laughs> oh my I gosh well and what i love is that then you can like you you can get real real intense and serious with the with the crime and the drama of it because you've already got this under this lighter undercurrent of but they're on an emo cruise <laughs> Like so, there's a little bit of like inherent absurdity to it, but 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 they're taking the actual crime very seriously, right? We are serious people doing serious things. And next up, Fallout Boy. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I that's and that could be like brilliant. I I feel like that's tapping into kind of the the it's a it's the nostalgia horror. It's like a Stranger Things nostalgia yes. horror where it's like remember yes. this time in your life and now let's add some horror into it. Oh Bring in a little teenage angst. So that means you could also have people my working teenage on the- angst has a body count as oh yes. <laughs> well, that means oh my gosh no that means guys we have a moment where one of the chapters is definitely told from like one of the assistants to the bands. Oh yeah, we and get so roadies. So, yeah, we get yeah. roadies. Um, and yes. so there's there's got to be at least one chapter where, which leaves you wondering if, like, the lead singer of if, if Brendan <laughs> uh, Yuri is the killer. <laughs> and- I'm not going to make a panic at the disco versus the killers joke right now. That's oh! just way too panic, even for me. Ship. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh my gosh! Like not for long. Like that doesn't have to be. Like, but that's that's our silly chapter. Oh, oh <laughs> no! Here's the thing. Like, think, is is this is he the killer? I think we're back at the point where we can dot in the silliness. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be a focal point anymore. It's, it's, it's just be the, there. exactly. It's just oh, we're walking around. We're walking around. That's not what I expected to see today. But okay. Oh my gosh! Exactly. Exactly. I, I love this so much. <laughs> also, for some reason, this lowers the age range of this cruise. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. People all in, their, in 30s. their 20s and 30s. Yeah. Yes. As opposed to, like, for some reason, 40s and 50s is what I had originally. Yeah. I like, like these younger assassins <laughs> and assassin targets. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we are, we are at, we're at time. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. We, I, I love this a bunch as well. I was about to say one more thing it reminded me of, but I'm going to save that for my recommendation. I want to stay and have us write it. Like, that's how much I love this right now. <laughs> it is. It's so much fun. So listeners, I want, I want you, especially, especially my former slash current emo fans, 
I want you to, to draw this cruise. I want you to, uh, to tell us which titles are, which song titles are definitely chapter headings. I want you to tell you, me which band is most likely to be on the, on the possible suspect list. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to know all of this. I want, this yes. to happen. I want, I want you to uh, create this musical TikTok style to jukebox musical. <laughs> if you can make a Spotify playlist of yes. in order the chapters oh, or yes. song titles, please. Oh, we will, we will share that. Us. We will share that on our uh, share your Spotify playlist. I absolutely yes. love that. Okay, so with that being said, let's transition into our recommendation. And I'm going to stay right on this same theme. And I'm going to say one of the silliest movies I've seen in a while that I had so much fun with was Studio 666. It came out this year, and it stars the Foo Fighters as themselves. And they rent out an old house. They're trying to find a new sound for their new album. And they rent out a house (laughs) where previously other other metal bands have recorded and have died <laughs> and so and they find the possessed they find in the basement the the last the recording tapes of the last song that that last group was working on and dave grohl gets possessed and <laughs> and they all are there's and they all get peeled off one by one and it's so silly but it's so much in the vein of what we just did <laughs> <laughs> and I had so much fun with it. It's not, none of it's taking itself too seriously. It's very goofy, very silly. The the band is clearly having a ton of fun with it, just goofing around. A lot of it, I, as someone who's not a Foo Fighters fan, I'm sure I missed a lot of jokes. <laughs> but I had enough fun with it that even if you are not a Foo Fighters fan, the concept of it is fun enough and it's done in an entertaining enough way. I, I recommend it. It's so much fun, so goofy. Studio 666. Um, hold. Yeah. Okay. We might need to cut this, but I wanted to ask you because it plays so well into our intro conversation. Yeah. Actually, um, you mentioned that you weren't a fan of the band. Their drummer recently OD'd and died. Oh, like, you're right. D- d- so the, the, your reaction tells me that you kind of vaguely knew that, but it wasn't something that was forefront in your head this while you is watched a good this. point. Maybe I shouldn't use that one this time. No, no, that's fine. Okay. I just think that that's like, this is a really interesting point about how, because like, there's just so many things that we learn in a day or that we're bombarded with informationally in a day. Yeah. You can't take everything, but I was interested if that knowledge or that like very recent event impacted your viewing experience. No. Um, and like, that's, that's really interesting. Yes. So I, but I wanted to put the easy hold. So if we need to cut this out, we can. No, I but appreciate like, that. I'm super curious. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's leave that in. Actually, even the discussion about it afterwards, because I think that would be I, I think that's something that uh, for me to recommend a movie in which they are all killed, it would probably be reasonable for us to mention that that had happened. And I had completely like not even <laughs> not even put those together. Yeah. So so yeah. So I still I movie is still a lot of fun. It's still uh, really interesting and really creative. So I definitely still recommend it, but that is that is an extra uh, layer that I hadn't even considered. Also, just rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. I Absolutely. For those of you who aren't Foo Fighters fans, I don't think I can explain how incredibly mm-hmm. talented that man was. Mm. Like, go watch him on YouTube. It is mm-hmm. an enjoyable drumming experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they all they all play in the in the movie as well. So it's it's basically it was nice. on Listen on Flickr as a musical. There's lots of musical moments. Excellent. 
which is a really fun, maybe a kind of a really fun way to way to make that happen. All right, Jenny, I'm going to toss it to you. What would you like to recommend this week? I would like to recommend something entirely unrelated. To- <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> There's this fairly new movie I discovered came out in 2021, and it's called Delicious. It's originally in French, and I can't pronounce French, so it's the French title, French word that means delicious. Uh-huh. But what it is, is it's about this chef just before the French Revolution in 1789 gets fired by his, his lord that he cooks for, and he goes out and makes his own life and eventually ends up inventing the first restaurant where anybody of any class can just walk in and pay for food and eat gourmet food. Hmm. And it's a delightful movie. It is well-written, well-acted, and the cinematography, like the visuals, are some of the most gorgeous I've ever seen on the screen. Wow. So I highly, highly rate, if you're into food or just good cinema or like to see French landscapes, watch Delicious. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Josh, tossing it back to you. What would you like to recommend this time? I can't believe it, everyone. We're not going to recommend something wrestling related. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to recommend a book I read in between visits here, The Thousand Deaths of Ardor Ben by Tyler Mm. Whitesides. It is functionally a heist book set in a fantasy world. I grabbed it on a whim. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. the mm. cover looked fun and I was bored. Nice. <laughs> the world is really great. The magic system, and as a D&D player, I do say magic system habitually, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> is fascinating. It really is. The characters are really fun. And the most of the reason that I'm recommending it is I want other people to get to the, to the last third see the twist he does, which in fairness to him, this is book one of three. So it's not like he has a twist and it's just like, oh, that's it. It's Mm -hmm. we're building on this twist. But he has a twist, which confused me so much that I'm not sure if I liked it or not. (laughs) And normally I'm very definitive on like, yes, this was good or no, this was bad. Interesting. But he did this and I'm just sitting there going, Okay. <laughs> what was this? <laughs> okay. This was an interesting thing to add in. Do I now have to reread this and see all the things that you let that you kind of you left in for this? Did you do that? Cuz like it wasn't even one of those twists that like, oh, in hindsight I see it. It was, oh, you're introducing what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a, it was a really interesting reading experience. Cool. I know this sounds like a negative review. It really isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was an incredibly perplexing reading experience. And that doesn't happen a lot. I think it's a really unique experience. And I really enjoy that it happened. And I want other people to talk about that with. Yeah, okay. I'll have to add it to my list. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, before we take off, I want to make sure that you get to plug anything you want to plug for yourself, any social media or projects or anything that you want us to know about you before we go. Hello, you can follow me at Josh and the Mosh 89 on Twitter and Instagram, where I will once again start posting again, hopefully. 
<laughs> yeah. And also, if we get enough likes and listens, I will force Hannah and Jenny <laughs> to do an hour-long video wrestling reaction. <laughs> in, for, I don't know, episode 100. Look. Yes. <laughs> I, I would, I would, if, I would, I would do, do that, that for, for <laughs> likes and listens and reviews. <laughs> Awesome. Josh, thank you so I much for- I already have the clips chosen, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Since, since the first time we were on together. Josh, thank you so much. You are our first repeat guest who- Our, our first one to come back as a as a guest the second time. We did have one who popped in as a, as a, a, a co-host substitute one time, but you're our first repeat guest. Thank you for coming back and joining us again. Yeah! <laughs> All right, everybody, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and join our Patreon for bonus material, including the longer interview portion of today's episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash SomebodyWriteThis. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have anything to share with us, email us at SomebodyWriteThis at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, and we'll see you then. And as they say... Do not eat bread which is still growing. Mm-hmm.